Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. So glad and honored that you're tuning in to this week's episode. So this week, we're going to be talking all about the fear of running out. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But just wanted to share with you, if you have been following along, Tank, who is my 12 and a half year old Great Pyrenees Malamute mix, my absolute soul dog. So he's been having some trouble getting around, especially after being diagnosed with LARPAR, having the Timex surgery, some hind end weakness. He's been having a heck of a time, basically. And he's been getting laser and acupuncture. And today, after his laser therapy appointment, he actually ran and chased after a bird. So, which I have not seen him run in uh, quite some time. So, he is doing very well. And I just wanted to, I have like such a huge, like, feeling of gratitude right now for, you know, the veterinarian that I take them to and the team, but also just veterinary professionals in general, like y'all are amazing. And the impact that you have on people's lives is just incredible. And I know sometimes it can be hard to see that and feel that when you are constantly being met with cranky clients, you're just constantly met with just tough, tough emotion. But I know speaking for myself and I know many others, the impact that you have is absolutely incredible. You know, I feel so blessed to have such a really great care team for Tank and my other dogs. And so I hope that you know in your heart, what a phenomenal job you're doing, what an incredible impact that you have on your clients, on your community, you know, and maybe you don't hear it that often or too often, but I just want to take a minute and share with you that I know that you're making an impact. I know that you're doing so much good in the world. And I'm so sorry if clients just have been cranky and mean or entitled or just not very nice because y'all are amazing. Basically that. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So one of the things that sometimes can happen as an inventory manager is we are terrified of running out right? Totally rightfully so. Because if we don't have the inventory to care for our patients, you know, there's the potential that our patient care can suffer. There's the potential that, you know, our team is going to get frustrated. So we want to kind of take those, um, you know, that that is a common feeling. But at the same time, You know, when we are in constant fear of running out, it can also lead to having a lot of 
um, overstock and negatively impacting your practice, um, you know, in a number of ways. So let's talk about it. So let's kind of back up a little bit. So if we think about it, right, there are two really big overarching goals for inventory management. So number one, the first goal is we want to have the inventory, the things, the pharmaceuticals, the supplies, everything on hand needed to care for our patients. Then we also want to either maintain or improve the profitability of our practice. Now, I was just doing a webinar just uh, earlier today in the Veterinary Inventory Strategy Network, and we are kind of talking about this because those two goals, right, are on very opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So on one end, we have, you know, that we want to have a fully stocked practice, but if we swing too far, right, and that's the only thing that we're concerned about, we could have tons and tons and tons of inventory on the shelf because we never want to run out. So, but then if we go to the other end of the spectrum, right, where we just are concerned with the profitability of the practice, then we might have way too little because we are just concerned about limiting our spending. So inventory management kind of presents this interesting situation because the two overarching big goals that we have as inventory managers is completely opposing of each other. So ideally, we want to find the balance between keeping a stocked hospital and making sure we balance that with keeping in mind the profitability um, of our practice. So it's kind of not too many, not too many areas in careers or just in general in vet med where the two goals of something are complete opposites of one another. So I just wanted to call that out. So what I like to kind of call this is the scarcity mind, mindset, right? Like I am so terrified that I'm going to run out that I am going to keep a lot on hand just in case. And so a lot of times that just in case extra stock inventory can add up quite significantly. And then over time, it can start to snowball. And all of a sudden, you have a ton of overstock and a ton of money tied up in inventory. So what can we really kind of do about that? And really, how do we kind of um, balance that fear a little bit? Because you know, having a little, a healthy fear of not running out is important, right? Because that can help push us and strive us and help and (laughs) help us strive, there we go, to do better and improve our systems and, you know, really try to improve ourselves as inventory managers. But we don't want to have so much fear that we're almost paralyzed because, you know, unfortunately, If we never, ever, 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 ever run out of something, that means that we're probably overstocked because unfortunately we can predict and try to predict as well as we possibly can, but there's no way to be able to predict with a hundred percent certainty that we're going to stock our hospital exactly how we need to have it. 
So of course that we want to try to mitigate that as much as possible. And we also don't want to run out of things that are hypercritical um, and really affect patient care. But, you know, having a little bit of grace with yourself to understand that, hey, if I never, ever, ever, ever run out, I probably have too much on hand. I'm probably spending too much money on the inventory. And, um, you know, it just maybe isn't super realistic. So let's kind of talk about how that we can kind of mitigate the paralyzing fear, how we can kind of replace that with a little bit of confidence of knowing what to do. Um, and then hopefully kind of put some things in place so that, you know, we can make running out a little less scary, but also happen a little less frequently. So if we think about the impact of overstock, right, and let's just say, for example, we have quite a few products on the shelf. And as an inventory manager, maybe you're kind of like, like I said earlier, paralyzing, you have paralyzing fear that you are going to run out. And so kind of slowly over time, you start to order more at a time, or maybe you increase the reorder point, or maybe you just kind of like order more just in case. But if that kind of happens with all the products in the pharmacy or all the products in general in your inventory, that can really start to add up very, very quickly. You know, um, there was just, you know, situations that I have encountered over the years where, um, you know, let's say, for example, an inventory manager was terrified of running out. And so they would order quite a bit extra. And so there's this one example that I remember where this practice had three 500 count bottles of cephalexin on the shelf. So basically 1500 capsules plus an open container. And when I looked at their sales history, they did not use anywhere close to that in a month. They used about two to 250 capsules each and every month. So because there was kind of like this paralyzing fear of running out, that it ended up where there was like months and months and months and months of this particular product on the shelf. And it happened that it expired and, you know, it needed to be discarded. And so that was just one product. So you can imagine, right, if we're stocking up just in case, and then if we kind of extrapolate that to all of our inventory, we can start to imagine how much we could have tied up on the shelf in inventory, right? Because if we're looking at our pharmacy shelves, you can just imagine all those bottles are filled with dollar bills. And so if it's just sitting on the shelf, that means it's tied up in inventory and it's not being sold. So we have paid for it, but we're not getting that, that money is just sitting there stuck, right? And so when we have this money sitting here stuck, that means it's not available for other areas of our practice, right? We can't, there's not a lot for team raises. There's not enough to hire a new team member. There's not enough for maybe an equipment repair. Maybe there's not enough for, you know, a multitude of other things. So that's why when we kind of talk about, you know, making sure that we are monitoring our cash flow, making sure we don't have too much on hand, that's, you know, kind of one of the bigger parts of it because without 
you know, making sure that we're moving our inventory efficiently, all those dollar bills are just sitting on the shelf. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather have a raise than have a lot of inventory just sitting on the shelf. That's personally my preference though. So, and not only that, so when you have a lot of SKUs, you have to kind of keep, you know, typically like minimal amounts on hand. So let's say if you had five bottles of ear cleaner, you know, you might stock one or two bottles of each kind because sometimes a doctor might like one versus the other. Um, and you know, that's kind of like all that your sales history really show is just maybe one to two bottles. But what happens if you have like a huge rush of one of those? So, but then because you're kind of worried about that big rush, maybe you start to order more just in case. So now all of a sudden that one to two bottles turns into three to four, or maybe even more than that. It really, really starts to add up very quickly. So if you had fewer items, you know, you might stock more before kind of getting to that critical point. So, you know, kind of going back to our ear cleaner example, right? If we had five different types of ear cleaners, we could stock two of each kind, but, and that would equal 10 bottles. But if we had, you know, just one type of ear cleaner, we could technically carry 10 bottles of that same type and it would equal to the same amount, you know, basically on hand. So, and that's why we, when we look at overstock, when we look at spending, we not only want to limit the amount per item that we're stocking, but we also want to make sure that we don't have too many duplicate or an excessive number of products or SKUs. Because then if we are overstocked on every single one of those, whew, that ends up being a lot of inventory just sitting there. So really the key to kind of overcoming that scarcity is really kind of having data to make, you know, to be able to confidently say, okay, I know that I am going to use, you know, X number of bottles or X number of capsules in this time period, right? Because let's think back to our cephalexin example. So they had five excuse me, 1,500 capsules of cephalexin just because they were worried about running out. But when I introduce kind of the concept of, oh, here, this is actually how much you're selling in a month, then it was very much like, oh, you know, we it was kind of um, a lot easier to connect the dots and say, oh, that is actually way more than we would ever use in a reasonable time frame. And so a lot of times, like having that data behind us can really help us to kind of, um, you know, reduce that fear because then we have a little bit more confidence in like what is, you know, average. Because if, you know, if we're going through an average of 150 capsules of something, we do not need to stock, you know, a thousand count bottle and then have an extra unopened bottle just in case. <laughs> Right. We want to kind of like limit the just in cases. <laughs> so, so that's kind of, you know, ultimately is we want to have that data so that we know what our unique sales is. Then, you know, we can also add in the concept of safety stock. So safety stock is essentially like a little buffer that you add to above and beyond your reorder point 
um, so that if there are shipping delays, if there are, you know, any other kind of delays, you can add a little bit of safety stock to your reorder point to give you a little bit extra buffer. So let's look at an example. So let's say that we had, you know, a reorder point was a two-week supply, but we wanted to add in a little bit of a safety stock level there so that maybe we want to have an additional three days um, of safety stock in case there were shipping delays. And so that allows us to kind of, again, add data in there and allows us to kind of have a little bit of a safety stock or a just-in-case level that, um, you know, is kind of backed by a reasoning or justification rather than, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of running out. It's kind of more like, oh, I'm concerned about shipping delays or manufacturing delays, or, you know, this is the holiday season or what have you. So I am going to preemptively add in four additional days of safety stock or something like that. So adding in the concept or, you know, just kind of understanding that that safety stock is available to you that you could add that on to your reorder points. Now, the other thing that can be incredibly helpful is having some kind of double check method for realizing that you are running low. So let's say, for example, you haven't, you don't quite use reorder points, but maybe you are just kind of visually looking around and just um, checking everything to see if it's low. But, you know, maybe let's say for your Monday's order, you know, you're really shorthanded. And so somebody was asking you to hold a dog and maybe you had to call, you know, Mrs. Jones some lab work results. And so you kind of kept getting interrupted and you accidentally forgot to check a whole you know, a whole section of shelving. And so you didn't check any of those products to see if they were running low. And so it turns out you were, and so you ended up running out. Now, probably maybe your first instincts would be like, oh my gosh, let me order extra so that I don't run out again. But instead of ordering extra, the ideal scenario would be to add in a checks and balance to see when you're running low above and beyond, um, you know, looking through every single item. So I personally, um, even though they're low tech, I love reordered tags for things like hospital supplies, consumables, things like that, because you know, it's not real, it doesn't rely, um, it doesn't require you to have an accurate practice management system. But then also this serves as a really great double check. You can also have um, like a checklist that says, okay, these are my super critical items. I want to make sure that I'm literally always checking these every single time I place my order. So let's say if I had some really popular items for my practice, maybe gabapentin, maybe cephalexin, maybe rabies vaccines, euthanasia solution, I'm going to make sure I'm going to have a reorder point in my practice management system so that I'm flagged when I'm low, but I'm also going to have a just-in-case reorder tag or I'm going to have a just-in-case checklist or some other way to have a double check in there that doesn't require me to search through every single item. And so kind of having those 
um, double checks is a really great way for us to kind of maybe reduce the chance of running out because we do have that, you know, extra check in there. But I think, um, you know, anytime that you run out of something, it's really, really helpful and beneficial to think about, okay, rather than thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm horrible at my job. I should not be an inventory manager. What am I even doing with my life? A much better better thing to do would be to say, huh, I wonder why this happened. And to be curious about it, right? Be curious and say, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why we ran out. And then you can say like, oh, is this item, maybe it's a seasonal product, or maybe since we had a new doctor join, maybe I need to increase my reorder points or something like that. We kind of talk a lot about this in the veterinary inventory professional certification program, but it's definitely something that you can kind of, um, you know, really look at and say, and just be curious about why it might have happened rather than being really hard on yourself because, you know, there's really no such thing as failure unless we don't learn something from it. And I always think like fail, right, is actually a first attempt in learning. And so, of course, we don't want to, you know, maybe we don't want the things that we like have to learn our lessons on be like rabies, vaccines, or euthanasia solution. But if we can kind of be curious about why we're running out and see, like, do we need to, um, do I need to kind of recalculate my reorder points? Or maybe do I need to add in some safety stock? Maybe do I need to have a checklist or another kind of checks and balance systems? Maybe I need to recalculate and review my sales history because maybe the usage of this product is going through the roof. And so, um, kind of when we do those things, I have found that knowledge is power. And so if you're kind of like paralyzed in fear about running out, or if you find yourself ordering a lot of just in case, what could you do to might maybe help kind of bring knowledge to that, to maybe be curious about what might work better or something like that? Um, so that, you know, you're focusing most of your attention on your really key critical items and less of your time on things like tongue depressors or cotton balls, because each item is has like a different, you know, level of importance essentially in your practice. So we really want to kind of focus our time and attention on the things that matter, that move the needle. And we want to spend less time on things like, you know, gauze, cotton balls. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of like other things like that that are maybe not quite as important as like rabies vaccines. So that's kind of my tips for kind of like overcoming that scarcity mindset and just being a lot more confident in your inventory strategy. And it really does start with data, right? Data informed decisions make the world go round. Um, spreadsheets are my love language, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So like, how can we bring that into our inventory strategy? And so you might be thinking, um, Nicole, I don't even use my practice management system for inventory. I've never used my inventory module. Um, that is okay, because a lot of times, even if you're not using the inventory module, your practice management system will still have sales reports, because that's how we are charging and billing our clients. 
So unless you are just saying like medication, 500, let's just say, for example, in that case, you probably would not have sales information. But if you were like gabapentin 300 milligrams quantity of 30, it's going to keep track of that. So you are able to see your sales history for you know, a particular item in your inventory. And that's where we can kind of pull that up. We can look to see how much we're ordering on or how much we are selling on a regular basis in a particular time frame. We can consider, oh, actually I want to add in safety stock or maybe I want to have a checklist. You know, a good thing as we're kind of getting into the warmer summer months, um, is, you know, thinking about the things that have to stay cool and refrigerated. There's been some instances, right, if you live in like a really warm area where those ice packs might not have been sufficient, or maybe there was a weekend delay. Um, And so those ice packs just didn't make it through. And then your vaccines arrived warm. So in that situation, you could consider adding in a couple extra days of safety stock so that if the chance where, you know, you weren't able to get, you know, viable vaccines that were kept cold, you would be able to reorder those, have them properly arrive and still have enough on hand because you added in that safety stock level. Um, So those are kind of just some things to think about as far as kind of overcoming that scarcity and taking a look and kind of make maybe having a little bit of a gut check to say, oh, how often am I, you know, buying things just in case? How much overstock might I have? And is there some calculations or is there something that I can do differently to, um, you know, kind of reduce the chance that I'm going to run out? So, that is that for that episode. I hope you found that helpful. I hope you found that insightful. So again, first step, know how much you order, consider adding safety stock if you need to. And finally, what kind of checklist or other double check measures or methods could you add in for your inventory? So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you find a little pocket of joy, a little pocket of peace. And um, I just hope you um, maybe recognize how amazing that you are today. And don't forget to celebrate how awesome you are. Thanks so much and have a great day. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.